and welcome to the Log Pod Podcast, a podcast specifically about the League of Gentlemen plus one woman fantasy football league. If you're not a member of that fantasy football league, this will make no sense and be extremely boring. Please leave. If you are a member, enjoy. What's up, everybody? Michael Vick here, episode eight, and we've made it through Bipocalypse. Most of you guys are listening to this on Halloween, so happy Halloween. All right, so last week we had some pretty low scores, but on average, we were not that far below. We, we didn't have a whole high, high total. Like um, The fantasy football expert had the highest total at 164.88, which is our lowest high week, I think. Yeah, so that's our lowest high week, but we didn't have anybody in the low, low, under 100s. Our, our biggest loser for the week was Matt Rayford. After predicting to get 300 points, he got about a third of that at 111 so um, our average this week's 139 and we've had week three was 137 week four was 136 so we've had a couple lower weeks that surprised me a little bit when i was looking at the numbers um yeah so we got a couple more top six um victories we only have one team in the league who's six and one that's fantasy football expert top six bottom six says he should be five and two McCann and Amanda, according to the top six, bottom six, should both be six and one, but they're both sitting at four and three. We've got a really lucky team in the league. That would be me. Um, I'm five and two, and my top six, bottom six record should show that I'm two and five. Points are also a strong indicator here. I think I'm like eighth in points or ninth in points. So I am getting lucky, and I'm okay with that. So I, I thought it'd be kind of fun here to start off with our benches this last week. I know a lot of you guys were struggling by apocalypse, but it wasn't just that. We also had a lot of injuries that we we're dealing with. Um, and I, I just went through the numbers and I thought this was very interesting. So there were a total of 29 players on all of our combined rosters that actually had points sitting on our bench this last week. That's an average of 2.4 players per team so you didn't have enough to put in a backup running back quarterback and wide receiver definitely not tight end or kicker or defense or any of that so 2.4 players who actually scored points on the bench and one of those was aj Dillon on christopher's bench who got negative point two so i wasn't sure how to count that one um there were six players on the bench who ended up with zero points non-injury related or by zero points there were 26 total players that are injured on the bench. That's an average of over two, almost 2.2 per team. So if you think like, oh, man, I've got so many injuries and you only got two, guess what? You're below the league average. So on average, we've got 2.17. Now, some of those are like uh, like ETNs on a lineup or Watson. I wasn't really sure if that would be an injury or what. Some of those are coming back, like, very soon. So, And then the big one, we had 35 total players sitting on the bench on a bye. So that is a lot of players you could not put in whatsoever. Um, pretty crazy stuff. So the predictions last week, I went 5-1. and one. I only missed one of them. I definitely missed it big time, but... I went five and one, and that puts me at twenty-seven and fifteen. That's looking pretty good. I'm I'm definitely okay with that. Um, remember, I do have the Thursday night scores, so let's take a look at what happened. So, in Amanda versus Dad, I predicted Amanda and Amanda won. 
Amanda actually came from behind. It looks like it looked like Dad was going to win. I think he was the favorite. I remember looking one time and it was like seventy percent favorite. But Amanda has Jalen Hurts, who has like all of his points in the fourth quarter and looks bad, but always ends up getting. He's like the number two fantasy quarterback this year, Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah. I also wanted to point out that um, CJ Uzama for my dad went off. I told you I went and checked his lineup. He's got Dalton shirts shorts. Uh, I can't talk. Dalton Schultz starting at tight end this week, so go get him in your daily lineup. Schultz may not be a good start if Dak Prescott is out. I'm sure you guys heard the news. Prescott got a calf injury, and I know Christopher's paying attention because he's on his team. So, yeah, Dalton Schultz. You know, the biggest difference in this game, I told you, man, it came from behind, and um, that helped. But Dad put in Donovan Peoples-Jones at wide receiver and 45 minutes before the game they said that he was going to be out now there wasn't a whole lot you could do dad you had you didn't have a lot of people on in fact you didn't have any wide receiver you could have started on your bench but you could have picked somebody up and gotten you know the four points you needed to pull ahead because that's how much you lost by four points also you started odell beckham and i just think he's droppable i do you do have Jerry Judy coming back Uh, i don't know if you've swung him over into your starting lineup or not but you definitely should LaRoche versus Rayford. I picked LaRoche and LaRoche won. And the main reason is Rayford just didn't get any touchdowns. I mean, he got some passing touchdowns, you know, on the usual from Josh Allen. But he really didn't get anything from anybody else. Also, LaRoche got 34 points from his kicker defense. I'm sure he's very happy about that and thinks it matters. It does not really matter. So I think, yeah, LaRoche. Rayford had a low score, and really it's just those touchdowns unfortunate fantasy football expert versus McCann of course fantasy football expert one he is an expert and his team's looking pretty good uh yeah Damian Williams for McCann ended up not really even getting a job because Khalil Herbert kind of took over Trey Sermon I don't know if he was injured or a cut or I mean a a, a active a non-active player but he got zero points in the lineup he made the all-loser team we're going to talk about that in a minute um, yeah, Damian Williams got 1.8 points. So that really hurt getting 1.8 total points from your running backs. Plus, fantasy football expert got big performances from Jamar Chase, who looks incredible. And then, of course, the uh, on tight ends week, he had Kyle Pitts and Mike Jacecki both starting. And they both went over 20. So let's hear from the fantasy football expert. the fantasy football expert reporting on my week high score and you know last week Michael Vick aptly pointed out that I was starting two tight ends and that has probably not been done it's definitely never been what caused a a league high score but on national tight ends day both Kyle Pitts and Mike Gusecki broke 20 points and I had the highest score and it caused me to think of this quote I heard one time. It's attributed to an anonymous source in the Bush administration in 2004, and it was said in the Roosevelt Room. And I felt like it really is on point for me and for you buffoons. So I'm going to read it to you now. 
People like you are still living in what we call the reality-based community. You believe that solutions emerge from your judicious study of discernible reality. That's not the way the world really works anymore. We're an empire now, and when we act, we create our own reality. And while you are studying that reality, judiciously as you will, we'll act again, creating other new realities, which you can study too. And that's how things will sort out. We're history's actors, and you, all of you, will be left to just study what we do. All right, so way to make us all just a little bit angrier with that. We appreciate that. Urban versus Smitty. Um, I picked Urban. Urban won. I, Ernest Johnson pulled off the win for him. I mean, there really is average performances everywhere else. Smitty got a really good performances from Mike Evans and my, and Matthew Stafford, but not much else from hardly anybody. Zach Wilson got injured early. That also did not help. I'm not sure if Zach Wilson made the all-loser team. I think he did. I forgot. We'll find out in a minute. Then the one I missed, I picked uh, Christopher to win against Jordan, and Jordan pulled that off. He pulled that off very handedly. Jordan's team's had some good totals. He was 0. .4 points away from being the high scorer for the week. So close. Jordan's in second place in the league, 5-2 and two right now. I'm sure he's very happy about that. Yeah, he, he whooped Christopher. Uh, he, you know, he got... Um, Big performance from Kamara. Marquise Brown did well. Aaron Rodgers. Mac Jones is looking really good, plus Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and then you got 24 points from your kicker in defense. Always helps. So Christopher's team had a down week after having some up weeks. Uh, yeah, Christopher's team did – I mean, he didn't get a whole lot of points from uh, – Mike Davis got him one point. Geno Smith, who I – said was a problem, got him 11 points. When you get 11 points and then 9 points from your QB in your super flex spot, you're not going to win many games, especially when your opponent gets over 20 in each of those spots. And then there's me, and I'm just very humbled that the fantasy gods have finally found, found me and realized that they've been screwing me over for a long time. Uh, Sam Dronald had a really, really bad performance. I'm just hoping he can put something together and get some dump-offs to McCaffrey and we need McCaffrey back. Uh, yeah, like I said, I got the win, but I really didn't deserve it. In fact, I got the Dumb Luck Award. Totally unearned. This guy gets the Dumb Luck Award. Nick had the third lowest score for the week, and then I had the sixth lowest. So, you know, seventh highest, sixth lowest. I was right in the middle. I definitely was on the lower side at a 46% chance to win, and I won. On the flip side... Tough luck, man. Dad had the fifth highest score on the week and lost to Amanda. Um, that gave him a 64% chance to win, and he ended up losing, so that's kind of a bummer. All right, let's see who made the all-bench team. Just sitting on the bench, scoring lots of points. It's the all-bench team. So as I mentioned earlier, there were only 29 players who actually had points on the bench. So our all-bench team is like the lowest it's been all year by a lot. At quarterback, uh, McCann had Daniel Jones, who had 17.52. But his starters, Kyler and Joe Burrow, both had over 20. So it makes sense. Jordan had Leonard Fournette. 
I'm putting Leonard Fournette in the super flex spot. There was not a good second quarterback on the bench for anybody. A lot of people on buys, and we just didn't have anybody. So Mac, he could have started him over Mac Jones, but Mac Jones had 22 points. At running back, I had Brandon Bolden, the highest point scorer on the bench for anybody this week at 19.9. And I should have started him. Melvin Gordon had 11.2, and Alex Collins had 5.4. It's going to be tough for me to start him going forward. He just gets a lot of receptions, and that's kind of hard to predict. I don't know. I might be forced into doing that when Chris Carson comes back and takes Allen's Collins' spot. We'll see. Also, Miles Gaskin. Basically, when he's on the bench, he does well. And then when Rayford puts him in the lineup, he sucks. So that's that's never really going to win for you. You should have started him. Aaron Jones, Daryl Williams got nine and eight points, respectively. So... Should have put him in there. You'd have gotten 10 extra points. Still wouldn't have won, but that would have helped. Michael Urban, wide receiver. You always have a wide receiver on this on this team. Kendrick Bourne had 15.8 points. Your highest wide receiver point total for the week. So you had DJ Moore, Christian Kirk, and Julio Jones at 13, 15, and 6 points. So uh, Kendrick Bourne scored better, but I you can't start him. Amanda, another wide receiver for New England. I guess New England didn't get starting line. Nelson Aguilar had 13 points. But Amanda started Sutton, Boyd, and Godwin, who got 12, 8, and 25 points. So you got to start who you started. And then Hunter Renfro on my team. Uh, Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, and Devontae Smith. Um, Hunter Renfro just barely outscored Smith. Smith had 11 points. Hunter Renfro had 13. So... Obviously, I'm starting those guys over Renfro. Although Renfro does have a nice little baseline. I'll say that. At tight end, there were only a couple tight ends on anybody's bench. Um, LaRoche had Ricky Seals-Jones on the bench who had 11.1. And he should have started him over Hunter Henry who had 10.3. The all-bench team had a total of 124.92 points this week. And the majority of the league would have pulled ahead of that. So look, the other thing that I did was the all-loser team. Whoops, shouldn't have put that guy in the lineup. People who had the lowest score in any starting lineup for whatever reason. Injury or just underperforming or whatever. So Smitty, Zach Wilson got injured in the first, second quarter. He had 2.04 points. Uh, Sam Darnold on my team had 3.48 points. Uh, he just played really bad and got pulled for P.J. Walker. At running back, we had a lot of choices. Uh, Trey Sermon had zero points on McCann's team. Mike Davis had one point on Christopher's team. Rashad Penny had 0.9 points on Smitty's team. A lot of low points. 1.8 points for Damian Williams on McCann's team. I mean, it's just, yeah, lot, lots of people put in running backs out of desperation, including myself. At wide receiver, Donovan Peoples-Jones had zero, and then Odo Beckham had 4.3. So both of those are on my dad's team, who didn't have another wide receiver on his team, but he could have picked somebody up. And then Tyler Lockett for Jordan had 3.2 points. And then tight end, and the week of tight end, the lowest scoring tight end was Mark Andrews, who had a very respectable 7.8 points. That's happened last week, so it's kind of funny. Tight end ends up getting some points every week on everybody's team. Yeah. Next thing we're going to look at is the trade tracker. Trade tracker. 
in the me and dad trade, Noah Fant for Lavishka Chenault. Chenault had a buy last week, so I pulled ahead even more. That's 72 to 45. I'm winning. Mike Davis versus Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore had a chance to pull ahead because, like I said, Mike Davis had one point. But he did not pull ahead. The score is 34.7 to 33.1. I would say that both of these guys are disappointed in the trade. Well, Chris is probably happy with it because he has like a decent running back. He's probably going to have to start Mike Davis again this week because Dak looks out and he's going to have to put him in a super flex spot. In the Devontae Smith-Robert Woods deal, me and Nick... Um, Robert Woods is winning handily ever since I traded Robert Woods. He's had 27, 11.1, and 15 points. And Devontae Smith has basically had 15, 11.1, and 5 points. So basically we traded a 27 for a 5. That's what I did. I lost that point. So I'm losing 53 to 31. And I'm probably going to lose that unless Devontae Smith um, gets a quarterback that can throw to him. That would be nice. Jameis Winston versus Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, dad and Amanda. I mean, not dad, Nick and Amanda. Uh, yeah, Jameis Winston had 17 points, a low, probably on the lower side for a quarterback, and Jefferson had 14. Both of them have had their bye week, so going forward, they're even. So Winston has more points. Jefferson was probably more needed. I saw Jefferson was not in Amanda's lineup last I checked. That was yesterday afternoon. We'll see if that's changed. Yeah, I think it looks like Jefferson's the deal there. I mean, I can see why Nick did it, but points-wise, Nick's winning, so we'll see. And then the other, the last trade that, that's happening, me versus Rayford, the Heineke for Bridgewater, Mooney, and Sanders deal. Sanders was on a buy. That helped. This is closer than you think. Heineke had a good, solid 21.22 points. Should have had more. Had a rushing touchdown called back. Still, I was happy with that at my quarterback spot. He's going against Denver this week. A tough defense. We'll talk about that later. He's winning that deal 72 to 62. Remember, I plugged in my two guys that I picked up off the wire, Brian Edwards and Alex Collins. However, Brian Edwards' points, I'm not counting since I dropped him. So that's going to be zero. So going forward, it's Heineke and Collins' points total versus Bridgewater, Mooney, and Sanders. Unless he drops one of them, then I'll pull them off the points too. All right, let's take a look at the matchups. Matchups. First matchup we're going to look at Amanda versus Jordan. And I think I'm just going to go ahead and pick Jordan going forward until he proves me wrong. Because every time I pick. Jordan's opponent, I end up being stupid. So that's who I am I am going with. Originally, the projection said Amanda, and it's still Amanda, and it could be even more Amanda because she has Jefferson sitting on her bench right now, and she's got to plug in him over Tyler Boyd. So that'll, that'll move the projection even more into Amanda's favor. Amanda got two touchdowns from Connor on Thursday night and just 22 yards otherwise. So, I mean, he's got like 10 touchdowns. I think Jordan's going to win. He's getting too much from Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara. Aaron Rodgers had a low week, but Mac Jones is going against the Chargers, who you can pass on. Or you, you could dump do dump-offs against anyway. You can't do a whole lot of pass-passing, but he'll Hunter Henry, I think, will have a big game if somebody's starting Hunter Henry. Yeah, I'm picking Jordan, even though Amanda's favorite. So we'll call that an upset. 
Also, I wanted to say, Jordan, you should probably pull Lockett out of your starting lineup until Russell Wilson gets back. T.Y. Hilton, he's he's in there. Cole Beasley against Miami, that's an option. Even, well, probably not Brandon Ayuk. He's in the doghouse. But, yeah, I would start. I'm going to go on the record saying you should start T.Y. Hilton over Tyler Lockett for this week, or at least until Russell Wilson gets back. LaRoche versus my dad, LaRoche. Yahoo says LaRoche is going to win. I agree. The projected differential is sufficient in determining a likely winner. I think LaRoche is on a roll here. Um, he's over his big bye weeks. Cordero Patterson seems to be a nice addition. Uh, but, you know, dad's team always seems to do something. It, it's crazy. You're not really sure where it's come from. Dalton Schultz could could end up with like two touchdowns and 80 yards and seven receptions or something stupid, and you just never really can predict it. So Dad's team has kind of surprised me, and it keeps surprising everybody. So his, I think he's. I wish I could go and look at how people score versus his projection, but his projection is 130, and he's already gotten low points from DeAndre Hopkins and his defense Arizona. Both of them went way under projection. So. LaRoche, I think you got that. I think it's not going to be close. Fantasy football expert is going against Rayford, and strangely, Rayford is favored. Kind of surprising there. What's going on? Oh, you know what it is? The fantasy football expert doesn't have a quarterback. He's plugging in Jimmy Garoppolo, um, who he traded for. He really got lucky. He has no starting quarterbacks going this week. Lamar Jackson out. Trey Lance still doesn't have the starting nod. So he's got Garoppolo, and he did start Randall Cobb, who ended up being wide receiver one for Green Bay, and came through, two touchdowns, three receptions for 15 yards and two touchdowns. I'll take it. On the other side of the ball, Aaron Jones overperformed as well, though. So Aaron Jones had a touchdown, 59 yards, and seven receptions, so that helped Um, Matt Rayford a lot. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Matt Rayford on this one. I think it is going to be close, though. I think fantasy football expert put in a nice team there. He's still got CeeDee Lamb. Pitts is coming together. His RB2 spot, he's having to plug in Devin Singletary with Kareem Hunt still out and not much in the form of other people. So I think that I think that Matt Rayford's got this. The projected differential is sufficient in determining a likely winner. Honestly, I'm looking at at fantasy football experts team, and I don't understand. Oh, yeah, it's that Derrick Henry guy. (laughs) That's why he keeps on getting lots of points. So Derrick Henry's two people, but Aaron Jones already got 24 points, so maybe that'll be enough. It's over Derrick Henry's projection, but Henry always goes over his projection. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm going going right for it on that one, but I think it's going to be close. All right, Urban versus McCann. Yahoo says that McCann's going to win, but I'm going with Urban. I think that for the projection right now shows that McCann is favored. However, Eckler got injured on Thursday in practice, and he looks like he's going to be out. Um, And so the bench player for McCann there would be not really much of Tony Pollard. Samaj P. Ryan, so you don't have much of a great bench option. That's going to bring your projection down to right around where Urban is. I know McLaurin's banged up. Denver has a really good pasty, so I think that projection's high, too. Um, oh yeah, I think this is going to be an upset. I got Michael Urban winning this one. Yeah, and, and even, like, you also have Zeke McCann. 
And if Dak is out, I mean, you saw what happened last year. Zeke was barely, I don't even think he was a top 10 running back last year. Um, because when they put eight men on the box, he gets stopped. And, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Michael Urban on this one. Even though he's got some low totals from Kirk and Ertz already. But you got an even lower total from Kyler Murray. And your kicker only got six points, so... Going with Urban on the upset. He's in, Urban's in 11th place, so he probably needs one more win to get up to 10th. So this might be it. Nick versus Christopher. Christopher's the favorite. Um, however, I'm going to go with Nick. Another another upset here. At Christopher's team. Oh, man. Christopher picked up Allen Robinson, and he's starting him. Oh, my God. If Allen Robinson turns around, Rayford's going to be so pissed at you. And he should. Man, you're... But you needed somebody over uh, for Devontae Adams. When I was looking at your team yesterday, you had Devontae Parker. So you went and got Allen Robinson there. Interesting. Interesting. wonder if he gets traded. The trade deadline's November 2nd, so that could end up great news for you. Um, Nick uh, is putting in his new tight end, Mike Jacecki. He's got Winston and Lawrence showing up those quarterback spots. Deontay Johnson's getting a lot of receptions. Herbert. Looks like he could be the starter in Chicago. I'm kind of curious what happens when Montgomery gets back. But he's got Montgomery too. So whatever happens, as long as they don't split it 50-50, that's going to be good. James Robinson's looking like a really good running back. Nick's team, I think, is under-projected right now. And I think he's going to end up beating you, Christopher. So, sucks to be you. All right. Then we got me versus Smitty. And it really comes down to if my two quarterbacks can play like two quarterbacks and get me over 20 points. Because Smitty's got Stafford, who's definitely going to score a lot of points against Houston. I'm hoping maybe they can just run the ball and get points that way and not have to pass. However, I've got Cooper Cup. So if they do pass, maybe that'll cancel. Stafford will just throw to Cooper Cup like he's been doing all year. Uh, Devontae Smith's going against Detroit on my team. Detroit's been letting receivers go wild on them. Same thing, DK Metcalf against Jacksonville. I've got good matchups. Even Darnold against Atlanta. Really terrible pass defense. And then i got Heineke against Denver. A really good pass defense. I'm considering putting in Roethlisberger. He's actually projected to score a little bit more than Heineke. Uh, I'll, I'll think about that one. But either way, I think that that person, whoever my Superflex spot, is going to outproduce your Superflex. You've got Kadarius Tony in that spot. Uh, or really, maybe... Uh, Khalif Raymond for Detroit. Um, you got him in the wide receiver spot. I mean, you know, you could, they're interchangeable. So I think I'm going to win. I am favored, and that second quarterback is going to help me. The projected differential is sufficient in determining a likely winner. I'm going to need Alex Collins to do well against Jacksonville. Melvin Gordon's got to do something against Washington. I'm not getting Saquon back. I'm not starting Brandon Bolden, so... That, I'm hurting at running back. Najee Harris could go off against Cleveland for your team, so I'm I am worried, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna pull this off. Um, also, I wanted to point out that you had Fryermuth starting at the tight end spot. I saw you dropped him. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you dropped him and then you picked him up and now you're starting because I know Ebron's injured, um, so he's gonna get the real start. And if Fryermuth goes off on me. I'm going to be very upset. And you know it. I wonder if that went into your decision-making on that. All right. Uh, who's going to be the high score for this week? Uh, you know what? I, that's, I should predict that. Let me see. I'm going to go with Will Roach. I think 
Mr. Daniel LaRoche is going to have the high score for the week. That's my official prediction. All right. Uh, I'm going to go downstairs, watch the rest of this TCU game, and I uh, hope for the best. Bye, everybody. See you next time.